Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ryland Turner here for another edition of Wednesday Night Wallop. It's a wallop in Winnipeg. Kyle Joseph, I'm looking at your face right now. More. Um, Ryland is here with me in Winnipeg, and we are sitting, sharing the same microphone, recording this podcast. Um, we watched the show together. It was it was interesting. Um, AEW gave us a show, certainly. Yes. Um, yes, they did. I think this was, I think, I will say this. I do think I might be harping a little bit on the downs a lot, because there were a lot of ups for this show. Yeah, certainly there were. Uh, I had my mother watch this show with us, and uh, I was really hoping for a show that uh, she would, like, really fully enjoy and whatever. She was like, I kind of felt like it just was... Uh, it's just a little, a little less exciting than I expected it to be. And I'm like, I've been pumping this shit up for weeks. <laughs> it's going to be great. And there were parts of it that were great. But we'll talk about it. For sure. Uh, before we get into that, we should talk about the other events and things going on in the world of wrestling in a segment we like to call the Wednesday Night Roundup. It's the Wednesday Night Roundup. Brian, what's up with your man's real Logan Paul? Uh, my man. Stop yeah, your man. Smirch my good name with that poor What's up with your man? He's not the man. He's fighting Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia in a main event match. Now, listen, I'm all for Logan Paul coming in and, and working. He's, he's proven to be very talented at it. And, and it's something that he can do, and that's great. I'm, I'm happy that, that his, his group of people who like him, not me, um have somebody or that he's doing something that people can you know yeah and then bring in some people to you know bring in fans to the wwe i'm I'm all for that uh what the fuck do you need him wrestling it for the wwe title for this guy is just he's not ready for this he's not ready at all for this and i just feel like this is i i why are you selling this like i mean do you i i I don't know man i'm talking in circles this is just frustrating it's a weird dynamic because, for one, it's heel-heel, which is weird to begin with. Right. Because, you know, Roman's a heel, for sure, and Logan Paul is still a big heel. But then in front of the Saudi Arabia crowd, you wonder, do you all know who Logan Paul is? I genuinely don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's that. a good question. We should we should find out by next week if Logan Paul is huge in Saudi Arabia. Um... On top of that, like beyond we get to that question, um, how much can you ask of these two? Can you ask Logan Paul in a singles match to give you what would probably have to be about 20 minutes of wrestling? And the other thing is, if it's a 20-minute match, is it? Damaging to your champion at all? Yeah, that's a good point. Really push to the brink, but and I th- for me, I ultimately I'm not going to pay. Like I'm not going to watch this. Yes, the Saudi shows and it's Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, and I have no interest in either of those things. But I do wonder, um, you know, for the people who do watch and who do like pay attention to this level to this uh, more intently. I understand it to a degree because it is there's a celebrity factor to it, but it's different with it's different with Ronda Rousey, who 
still, to get to the championship took, you know, probably a dozen matches right. before she was given any kind of title contention. Um, and she's, you know, Ronda Rousey, who is known for being a great fighter. Right. Even if, you know, again, there's the element the wrestling is contrived, and, but, you know, Logan Paul is coming in here, um, and we, we in the real world know that Logan Paul is not a wrestler or a fighter or anything of that sort. I don't know. I think I think it'll be fine. I don't think the match is gonna be bad by any stretch. Roman is wrestling about as well as he has throughout his career, and Logan Paul has proven himself to at least be capable. It's just, who? That's a different animal. Ask him to do twenty. Yeah, if that's what it is. Ask him to twenty is a lot. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be. Uh, well, yeah. I, I won't. But you know, well, <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, I probably won't watch that either. I, I can't see myself being subjected to something like that. No, not, none of that. Um, second piece of news. It's bloody war games. War games. Back. And it, it's back, and it's on the main roster now, Kyle. Survivor Series. Yes. Which seems to be they're not going in a branded direction this year for Survivor Series. Yes. Yes, Triple H has confirmed that he's scrapping that and bringing in war games. With that, he did, however... Get asked about blood in war games, and his answer is very interesting, considering uh, the amount of blood paths I've seen Triple H in. But he stated that uh, it's it's a thing of the past, and they used to do that. And so he said it's not like there isn't blood in WWE; it's just the doctor checks on him and makes sure he's makes sure he's not hurt. But it would be irresponsible to go back in time and try and do that. So we're not going to see any blood in this, which is I you know to be honest. And I, you know, I, I, I kick, I kick it about a little bit because AEW, boy, they have instituted no rules on plating. Yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't need it. Ninety nine percent, and I feel like, especially when I look at like something like AEW, I feel like there were so many matches that had it that it's oh got oversaturated mm-hmm. a bit for me mm-hmm. to the point where I can. Even, it's different when we're talking about Dustin Rhodes versus Cody. Yeah, yeah, where that's something that calls for you. Yeah, you know, like where it's, if it's gonna have it, then at least it might elevate something a little bit. And you know, certain like very, very rare cases, you can certainly uh, understand it. But then you know, you've got Ric Flair uh, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty two bleeding on a video. In anticipation of a match. Like, where he bled buckets. Yeah. Well. And it's just... And there's a where it gets to be uncomfortable. And I just don't know that it's necessary for uh, to have a great wrestling match. No, it's definitely not necessary to have a great wrestling match. But it, it's difficult to talk about the history of matches like the Hell of a Cell matches. Or cage matches in general. And, and war games especially. With them... You know, going back and looking at the fact that these matches were bloodbaths. Maybe, but like, I guess I'll ask this. For the NXT ones, was there bleeding? No. And that's the thing. That's true. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. If they've proven they can do it without the blood. Yeah. I've just always been an advocate of, I feel like it should be at the wrestler's discretion, not anyone else's. But 
given the, the WWE and the landscape of that company, I can understand how they would have certain rules about certain, you know, things that they certainly don't want to be doing. Uh, you know, sponsor-wise and what have you. Let's not have another Domino's incident. Yeah. Yeah, we just... I just think we don't... We If it's... If it can be avoided, it's just one of those things that's... And, uh, you know, it's something that's going to happen because, you know, you've got wrestlers will bleed hard way. This is not... This sport is not entirely safe. You're right. going to have situations right. where blood's going to happen. Uh, Blading's is sort of a different animal. And it gets to be the point where... Especially with the ubiquity of it in a place like in place like AEW, it just it, we don't need it as much, nearly as much as we get it. I feel like for AEW, it would behoove them to save it for a, a more deathmatch setting than than just give it away. Or even just like a lot at the end to a long feud. You don't need to do, like. I'll say this: I expected blood and guts on this show, but we got nothing. Yeah. We got a little bit with 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 Baker. Yes, but I don't like again nothing. I, nothing. It's no intentional bleeding. Right. Absolutely. Um. So we're gonna get into uh, one more piece of news. Um, SmackDown appears to be teasing uh, an appearance by somebody. The speculation currently online is that it's going to be Bray Wyatt. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, there's I've read other things about it could be a character that Carrie and Cross put, played in uh, in Lucha Underground. But my argument to that is like, why? He's already been reintroduced. I saw a meme today with uh, Bray Wyatt, Carrie and Cross, Braun Strowman, and uh, uh, somebody else, um, and they were formed as a faction. And it's it's the <laughs> What is it, the, the Wyatt Fun House or whatever? Yeah, the characters come to life. No. Just not none of that, eh, Kyle? Factions for he's a horror monster. If 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 he's coming back as the fiend, he doesn't need a, a a group of friends who are out there to win titles for no. None of that nonsense. Just let him be a horror monster and stop stop messing with the formula. Now, I the question is: Is he coming back as the Fiend? And that's the big thing for me is that my hope at this point is no, because I just don't see a way that WWE is going to be able to do that character properly um, and not you know mess it up in some way. And I'm just not really particularly interested in uh, the Fiend book badly. Right, right. Well, no one wants that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the news. Uh, we're cruising through it. So, in very quickly, we're going to go through uh, the results in the, uh, until we come up with a new name, uh, the Wednesday Night Rundown. So, Chris Jericho defeated Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH World title um, through shenanigans. The claims are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. They defeated Swerve and Our Glory for the Tag Team titles. FTR had an interview backstage, which was interrupted by the Gun Club. Um, Wheeler Yuta and MJF 
sort of caught up promo back and forth. Um, it was all right. Jane Cargill was backstage with the baddies, pro, uh, hyping up her match against Diamante on Friday. And Diamante had Trina there for some reason. Apparently, though, the rapper Trina is a Diamante fan. I have no idea where this is coming from or what it's going to lead to. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, Hawk retained his AEW All-Atlantic Championship, defeating Orange Cassidy in a, a very good match. Tony Storm retained her Women's Championship, defeating in a fatal four-way uh, Britt Baker, Serena Deeb, and Athena. The post-match, uh, Soraya came out. And so the former WWE's Paige is now All Elite. Darby Allen had a video promoting his match. It's going to be on Rampage. It was a street video. It was. He, he was taking a cab. He had a body bag in the cab. I guess he's going to kill the House of Black, is what he said. All right. And um, finally, John Moxley defeated Brian Danielson to win the AEW World title. Interim tag is officially stripped from him. He is the world champion. Ryland, did you have any honorable mentions you wanted to get to before we got into the top five? Uh, none. Okay. None. I had two. One positive. I thought Orange Cassidy and Pac was a very good match. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was as good as their original from the pay-per-view that they had, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, it's one of those things that I would have liked to see Orange Cassidy win this. And he needs to win something at some point. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you, man. I'm going to talk about that uh, in my top five, so but, I, I agree with you. But yeah, that, but the match was very good. And uh, one negative on my honorable mentions. We had a lot of people uh, who were around, but at no point did we get, did we get uh, Stokely Halfway. So we had the Gun Club cut a, were cutting a promo. Yeah, they were. They were. That was. Uh, I don't know if that's cutting a promo, but it was something. They, they, I mean, apparently they're, they're better than than FTR. Um, I don't know where they got that confidence from. Um, then on top of that, the baddies were they had their their promo, and I feel like Stokely might have been useful in that situation too. And W. Morrissey was here. He uh, showed up to, uh, to help attack Wheeler Yuta when MJF was cutting that promo, and no, no Stokely. Nothing. Nothing. Um, I guess let's get into the top five. Uh, do you want to start or me to start? I'll let you start. Okay. There are five. It's a little negative. I don't like being negative, but this show, again, this was a show of a lot of, of high highs and lows. And for me, this show had too many um, weird finishes. And I'll say it, not even just, not even just, um, I, I originally wrote in screw, uh, screwy finishes, but I don't even know if that's true. It was just the finishes of these matches were just kind of strange. Uh, Chris Jericho won the ROH title uh, by kicking Claudio Castagnoli in, in the testicles. Um, which, I, I will say, the idea of having the an ROH champion who despises the rules and everything that ROH stands for, there's definitely some run they can have with that. I think, you know what, uh, again, that's something I'm going to talk about later on my list, but... Uh, 
I, I think this is going to be a fun run for Ring of Honor. Um, the other, uh, the other big Ben Hawk ended his match by hitting, uh, Orange Cassidy with, uh, the bell hammer. Yes, 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 yes. Which rooms were good to see. And, uh, even, even the women's match ended in a roll-up. Yeah, again, it just, everything seems, for a show that they're building to, you're, you're right, it, it just seems so non-definitive. Yes, there's, so, like, we had two title matches that really felt like they had no emphasis on the finish finishes and even the tag match that one it was a a little all over the place I wonder if there's any injuries involved in that one because it didn't seem like somebody had been hurt over the course of it but it felt a little rushed yeah and and then obviously the the main event, which we'll talk about, was was very very good. But the rest of these matches, I feel like, were hurt by the fact that the finishes were a little weird, and not the fitting of a show that's supposed to be a bit of a definitive stamp, um, the way they kind of advertise it does. I agree. Agree. Uh, what was your number five? Uh, the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. I thought it was you know, a really good match, but I do have some complaints. Like I think you you had mentioned, Rev. Oh, this was not the smoothest match, no. and this was not the match they had at All Out. And don't get me wrong, like I understand sometimes that's like you, you catch lightning in a bottle like that, right? Like you, you sometimes those matches are just moments. And uh, not to say that I don't think that these guys can work great together. It's just it, it felt like you said there was a rushed element to this match. It, it was a match that, like, everyone was looking forward to, and I think the expectations were high, and they didn't quite get it. Yeah. But, but the moment was still great, but they won. Don't get me wrong, like, I'm happy for the acclaimed. I think that, again, at the end of the day, there is, you know, I'm happy that these guys have found a way to get over and got to the top of the, the division. And they are super old. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um... My number four? Because I see some title changes. Yeah, yeah. Two right off the hop, too. And it made you kind of... That, that's where... Because I predicted that, that uh, Orange Cassidy was going to win the Atlantic Championship. Yeah. And I was very wrong on that. Um, but I, I honestly feel like it was the way that that match was placed that kind of led me to... As soon as that match started, I was like, I don't know about Orange Cassidy anymore. Yeah. It just, don't get me wrong, like, you mentioned how that match ended, and I was surprised by that. Because the thing is, it almost leads to there needing to be more. And I don't know if this... Especially since he's the trios champion. With, with He's already got that title uh, sewn up, and I want to see more trios matches. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's still something they're going to be able to do. But yeah, time will tell, I suppose. Um, yeah, I was happy to see Chris Jericho as the ROH champion. I think he fits that bill well. Despite the fact that, I, again, I, I'm a big fan of Claudio. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's a shame that Claudio never got the opportunity to sort of be the star of the ROH TV show of what is coming. But, you know, Chris Jericho is obviously still a very bankable star. He's still a big deal and he works very nicely as a heel opponent to whoever you want to put him against to build him, uh, to build an opposition, whether you want to do it as an established 
guy like Samoa Joe. Or if you want to build up a new star, a new uh, like a Daniel Garcia, that seems to be the direction they're they're definitely hinting at. Or or Wheeler Yuta, or, right? You right. know, yeah, yeah. Somebody in that vein who could take this title from Jericho and sort of put their mark on it by beating a Chris Jericho. Um, that was my number four. How about you? Uh, I had Orange Cassidy and Pac. I thought they had a really great, great, great match, and they always do. Like yeah. these guys. They, they're they're uh, just some some I, I would I would I think when both of them retire they're both going to have each other listed as one of their greatest opponents. I, the thing about it is that they're two wrestlers who are just so I think they're both undervalued in the company for how consistently good they are at putting on matches. I hundred percent agree. I feel like Pac is Pac is a world champion ten times over. Like at this yeah. point, and to see him not like Pac's a, don't get me wrong like. It's cool to see him win, you know, the All-Atlantic title. It's, it's cool to see him, you know, win the trios titles with the, the Lucha Bros. But this guy is so much more than, the, than you know, titles that are, aren't the world title. I don't know. Maybe I'm off. But, like, anyway, this match, like I said, the, it was really, really great. Um, I didn't like the ending. I, I agree with you on the, on the, the screwy finish of this match. I thought like it was unnecessary. Yeah. If you weren't going to put... Cassidy over. Like now, it just feels like this is going to continue again. And if we're reigniting this feud, then great. But like, w- what's the end game with this? Yeah, because I feel like we've had these two a lot. For oh, yeah, time. we just—I mean, they beat the best friends for the trios title too. Right. So we just, you know, are we continuing with trios? Are we continuing with with the All Atlantic? Are we getting one Chastity something? At some point, it, it would have been nice to see him win that title today. Yeah. You, you think that, like, um, like I, I think about it, and I'm just like, this is a guy who, yes, he can eat losses like crazy, and don't get me wrong, like he's not. I don't think he's hurt like most people would be by this. But I also am like, come on, like, give throw a guy a bone here. This guy's been working his ass off for you for three years. Like, this title is not the top tier title, but it's it, you know, it it would look good. It would look yeah. good with Orange Cassidy. You yes. know what I mean? 100%. Um, next piece, uh, I've had uh, my number three. Um, and W. Morrissey. Uh, as soon as Wheeler Yuta was there threatening MJF, along comes terrifying looking W. Morrissey to back him up. And I will say this this job worked really well for Wardlow. And turned him from, you know, a guy who had no basically very little experience in the business to a bona fide bankable star. And W. Morrissey is starting from a much higher place. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want the rest of the experience he has in his career. So that's the reason this could be this could be the start of something very good. But there's no excuse for not putting my man Bivens out there. And <laughs> Stokely should have been out there trying to keep uh, W. Morrissey calm as well. But uh, instead, it was a group of jobbers who weren't all that interested. But they realized very quickly that they weren't getting paid enough to actually uh, protect Wheeler Yuta from getting attacked further. So it was uh, very interesting. Yes, yes, absolutely. Also, Tony Schiavone got pushed over. Oh, yeah. He got treated like shit. Like, he, he, he this, Tony Schiavone is a champ. He is a champ. 
Yes, 100%. It um, takes all the shit from everybody. What's amazing about is, you know, I feel like if AEW decides to have a Hall of Fame, I feel like Tony Schiavone is a very early person to put into it. It's, yeah, it's a shame because of AEW that he's probably not going to get... I don't, I don't know that he ever would have been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Right. But he's a guy who has been, you know... He should be. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a voice that I think is important to a generation of fans who weren't watching WWE all the time. Yeah. Like, that's why when, when I found out he signed with AEW, I, I felt like the production was already high. Like, I love Jim Ross, don't get me wrong, but there's something about Tony Schiavone that has always, for me, been like... He's the voice of us. For me, Jim Ross is a guy that you can bring out to call a big match, and he can give it that gravitas because he's Jim Ross. But the thing that Tony Schiavone has given AEW um, is that he's there all the time. You need a guy backstage to do uh, an interview, he's ready and willing to do that. He's an absolute pro. You need a guy doing uh, the play-by-play or color commentary, because he sort of flips between both. Um, He's there to do that, too. He's just... And he, he does the podcast, too. Yes, he does, yes. Uh, with, with Aubrey Edwards, you know. He's, he's really a jack like, and apparently Tony Khan and him have become very close, and he's had him as his right hand for the last while. And, so, like, you know, you couldn't ask for a guy with, you know, more experience in the business and a guy yes, who, has yeah, known, yeah. who has seen everything. And not just the highs, has seen the lows of, of the wrestling world, too. Yes. And he's a guy who could probably steer, uh, help steer things in a very good direction. Well, when, you, when you've seen the destruction of the company in your face while you're working for it, you, you, you can sense these things coming. So, you know, you get, like you said, great, great person to have on his side. Um, you're number three. You're number three. Uh, I, I, I bitch about this every week, but and, and every week it winds up somewhere on my list. Women are at 915 again. The match, like you, you said, it was good. I I don't know if it was good. It felt again like there were moments that was like I thought all of Athena shit was yeah. great. Oh uh, yeah, I, the thing for me was this match was hurt by being a, a four way. Yeah, it absolutely. Should, I feel like Tony Storm's first defense of this title should have been one on one, and if you could, it could have been any one of the three, and I think that would have been something. But and if you wanted to have the moment with with uh, Hater and Baker at the end of it, then have her face Baker, right? Uh, and have her beat Baker. She pinned Baker anyway, right? So why not just have that be the match? Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 or, I think people would be like, "Well, you're, you're holding her, you're more to keep it in here." Well, yeah. Also, like, what was what's been the last six months with her? Yeah. So like. I mean, or if you don't want it to be Baker, Serena Deeb's there. Yeah, absolutely. Or Athena's there, you know? You... Or, you know, Ruby Solo wasn't on the show. She, she, I think that face, she, she didn't get that broken though, so. Okay, but my, my point is, yeah, oh, or Ruby Solo. My point is, um, they have a lot of people who they can, and what's, and it just, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm not, I'm not watching the the YouTube shows, but uh, it it's a little bit odd to see Diamante fighting Jake Cargill for that belt. 
when there's you had three women on this show who would have been a more interesting match for Jim Cargill. Right. And then you didn't have, again, at no point did you have to do a Fatal 4-Way. But, yeah, that's just me. Uh, shall we move on? Yes, let's do it. Uh, my number two, uh, I'm not sure if you have the same number two, uh, Danielson Moxley. No, I, you know what's funny is, uh, I don't have that listed at all, and that was great. I, I, I can't believe I, I left that off, but that, that was great. But... Yeah, um, it was a very good match. This was, uh, everything you could kind of ask from these two, they had each other well scouted, there, there was a lot of good false finishes, um, it went back and forth. There was, there was, there was no blood. There yeah. was no blood. Yeah, it didn't mean it. Um, you know, we I, from the point where uh, Danielson hit of uh, the second knee, which I think was a good like eight to ten minutes before the match ended. Right. From that point on, I think the match just really picked up into a really, really good match. And they were on the mat a lot. I mean, we had the we had the uh, the cattle mutilation at one point. They both kicked each other as finishers. They were locking each other into the bell lock. Like it, this was really good, really back and forth, telling of two guys who should know each other really well. That the handstand slaps. Yeah, my, my mother did not. That, that was very well. <laughs> it was great. It was great to see like it's just two guys who are just going to be willing to fight each other forever, and. I do want to see Brian Danielson hold this title. Yeah, I, I that's the that's the thing about that. The shots. I feel like they, they should have pulled the trigger. And, and I think that's fair, but you know, to be honest, and I'm starting to ask the real the, the question. It's a hard question to answer, but has there been a better champion for this company than John Moxley? No, absolutely not. Like, not just no no knock on Jericho or Hangman Page or Kenny Omega. But John Moxley has been the, the constant. Yeah, he has been the guy who, and, and, and after all this shit backstage happened at All Out, like he's the guy who rallied the troops and really started this, 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 you know, this run towards being world champion again. Uh, this is his third official reign of you know yeah. of this title, and and he's a guy who I feel like for this company is probably going to go down as. They're one of their greatest, if not their greatest champion. And the thing about him is that he's he's so versatile too. When you think of the the best John Moxley matches, and there there's so many, there's some really different ones. There's like the hard hitting affair he had with Jake Hager. There's the lights out match that he had with Kenny Omega. Right. Um, the tag match that he had with the Bucks with Eddie Kingston. Underrated, very good match. Um, and and he can wrestle anybody and have good matches with them. Yeah. And you know he he has a style to him. He's definitely you know more of a brawler. He's a bit of a throwback to a wrestling uh, to uh, you know more of a. And it's one of those things that is, here's a, an interesting what if is what if John Moxley was wrestling in the Attitude? Yeah, what if? Yeah, but he kind of has that air about him. And, you know, with the entrance music, with, you know, Wild Thing is his entrance music, with the crowd really getting behind him, 
you know, he's a guy at this point, I just don't, he can do heelish things, but I don't think they're ever going to, the crowd's ever going to really truly turn heel. It would would take a lot, I think, at this point for the crowd to move this guy. He is, again, like I said, he's he's been a constant for them, and uh, yeah, certainly this is is going to be an interesting run. Like, I wonder if this is just till full year, and then he does get his vacation. Yeah. Because it makes the most sense in the world to just put the title on MJF at this point. Yeah. Like, I feel like MJF is going to be sitting in the crowd with that ship for the next few weeks. We're going to get some great stuff back and forth with these guys. But, like... And what's interesting is that I feel like... We've had this feud already, but I feel like the feud's going to be so much different. And mm-hmm. I feel like the match oh, yeah. is going to be different, too. They've already made reference to that with MJF saying that, like, he's not... He's, there's no M- folk or MJF signs anymore and, and all that. Like, he, he's he's a different person. Yeah. And, and, and he really has. He's grown as a performer tenfold since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my number two. Well, what was your number two? Chris Jericho versus Cesaro. I actually thought this was a really good match. It really was. It, it was a weird finish, don't get me wrong. Like, the low blow was whatever. But it really leads into the story of Chris Jericho is a sports entertainer. He's not a professional wrestler. So, Which is the antithesis of everything that LH stands for. Exactly, of course. So it, it, this really, it, we were surprised. Yes. Both of us had our jaws dropped when this happened. Because we, we made the joke. We, of course, made the joke. Yeah. But it, it would, I don't think anyone expected so, this to happen. what happens when you go to Winnipeg. Yeah. He was feeling it. He was feeling it. Jet power. Jet power. Oh, I feel the wallop in me. No, and that and and, and that uh, that Judas effect, uh, you know, that that, that move, I, I love that move. It's so simple. It's just an elbow to the head, but like the way he's been hitting it lately, like it's just it's so out of nowhere, and it's always on the button. And, and again, I, I like a, a move they protect. I think uh, the only person who's ever kicked out of it is Moxie. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's a very good move. It works as a match, match finisher. You can hit it out of anywhere, which you know. Means he can hit it off the running ropes, or you know, coming off of the ropes, or you know, he can hit it on guys while he's they're being held by his goons. Like, yes, yes, yes. Not, it's a really, really good um, maneuver for him. It, you know, over walls. The wall should still be used to finish matches sometimes. But you know, to choose between the Judas Mick and the Codebreaker. <laughs> no question. Um. My number one. Uh, did you do the same one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Soraya came back! Yeah! We have Soraya. Um, please, please don't, don't die. We, I, I want to see, I mean, the thing about this is that if this is the thing that AEW needs to kick their women's division into gear, then let, I'm happy that it's the thing. Right. Because, so, I guess, with the exception of the Horseman and Bianca Belair, is there a bigger star, women star in wrestling? In this era, I'd say no. I, I didn't think there's argument if you go back eras. I'm saying, like, I'm saying like today. Yeah, uh, yeah in no, absolutely. She's a huge star. In terms of pure, like... Well, yeah. I mean, they made a movie about her, right? Yeah. Like, this is this is somebody who, like, you know, she's very world-renowned, and and uh, she's 30 years old. Yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. The same age as this woman. Yeah. 
Uh, um, and, just, and it looks like she's coming back to wrestle too, like yeah. you said, like that. Like uh, so, like I don't know. This was this was a huge pop. Both of us jumped. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the reaction was huge, and it, it, they teased it good. Like the, they played the music, no name on the screen. We didn't know who it was, and you know, me and you were sitting there, and I'm like, there's gotta be somebody new. And when that name hit the, the Tron, like I just popped huge. Yeah. And I, the whole arena did too. That was, oh, yeah. that, I think that was the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, 100% it was. Like it's uh, second, I think, place was the acclaim. Yeah, I think uh, those are definitely uh, top top one and two for sure. But it was great to see. Like, you know, uh, and uh, shout out to, to Julian Morrell, who uh, runs the, the Twitter account for Tights and Fights, uh, the producer. And I agree with him. He posted on Twitter, we better not see her on the YouTube show. I'm, I don't want to hear about Soraya wrestling, um, you know, on Dark, or, or having a having, you know, she, she's got a match on Dark Elevation. None of this. You have a legitimate star. Um, treat her like it. Yeah, this, she's got to go for the title. Like, yeah, I want to see her going for the title at that full year. I don't, I don't. We don't need to do. We, we don't need to have her do an introductory uh, feud. We don't need yeah. Dr. Britt Baker versus versus Soraya. She can have a couple matches. Yeah. On, on television. Yes. On Dynamite. The Rampage would be acceptable too. Sure. If they need the numbers. Yeah. She'd sure. probably be a draw. But I'd say her first match should probably be on Dynamite. Um, but also. Um, you know, make sure she uh, protect her. Make sure she stays safe. Hopefully, she's she's in in good uh, wrestling condition. She wrestled in <sighs> five years, six years. So you know, it's it, there's going to be ring rust. It's going to be tough. You know, it's same very similar situation to CM Punk. She's a lot younger than CM Punk is, but you know, it's still a similar time off. It's a similar amount of. Um, and, you know, she's 30, but she has a lot of rest of miles on her. Yeah, she's got, she's got what we call city miles. <laughs> <laughs> but, she's, she's got them, them city miles. But she's, you know, an incredible talent, an incredible name. And they are very lucky to have her. Yes. So, like, especially with the, the new regime taking over in WWE, I'm sure if she wanted to, to wrestle again, and, and I'm sure it takes might have been different over there, but obviously she made this decision for a reason. Yep. And... The women's division immediately has, has a rocket strapped to it. Now. Yes, because she is like, like you said, like I can't, we can't put over enough. Uh, like this is both of our number one. This was a moment that happened that was forty-five seconds total. Yes, that was the best thing on this show. And the thing about it is that what it means for me is if it means that we're gonna have potentially be able to build a real, like build the women's division around it, because you know. Athena's incredibly talented. Yes. Tony yes. Storm in the ring especially. Incredibly talented. Dr. Bert Baker is, you know, has been continuously improving and is a very talented, especially in the ring. Yes. Now, a very talented wrestler. Her moveset has come together very, very nicely. Yeah. We've got other, you know, Jake Kirkle's obviously, you know, the star of stars. But then you've got, you know, her baddies are, are there too. Kira Hogan is, is a great wrestler. Um, uh, there's a lot of people. Uh, Willow Nightingale is starting to come into her own as a Absolutely. Yeah. Even with Chris Statlander on the show. Now Rose, who hasn't been on TV forever, is still great. Yeah. 
I agree. We have all this talent. Adds lots of people for Surya to have matches, potential matches against, or matches with, or however you want to do it. But she needs to be treated like the star that she deserves, and it also means that this should be the only thing that elevates the women's division. And if you can't have if you can't have to do that, you're doing a disservice to Surya and to the rest of the wrestlers who are here. No, it's it's time to kick it into high gear. Like this woman being here, that means that that means that this women's division needs a a real swift kick in the ass. Don't get me wrong. Not the confirmers. No, I, and I think Madison Rain being installed in that division was a really good move. Yep. I just think now it's time to get them out of that fucking goddamn time slot. Get them. Get more matches on the show. If you're, you're like you said weeks ago, you fired or sorry, you 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 suspended all these guys. And yet you still have one women's match on that following dynamite. You can fucking put two on. Yeah. Get the like I'm sorry, Jay Cargo can be on Dynamite too. I know you want her for Rampage and, and, and the that if you don't have her on Dynamite, it, it makes her being on Rampage more special, but still, like I think at this point we're we're past this. But I think the thing is even if, if if you need someone else for Rampage, you got Sarah. Yeah, have exactly. Her, have her you know, I would, I want. She does need a match on Rampage so that she can have the closing match on Rampage to do a Henry interview. Yes, yes, yes. Like we, we, I am very much. And you know what? Have some young up and comers try to come at her. I would love to see Jamie Hayter, who you know, a uh, young British wrestler. Coming to face against Soraya, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and I, and I think that at this point, that's, you know, we're, we're definitely headed in a Britt Baker, Jamie Hayden direction. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So how, uh, where are you going to rank this show? It's, this is the hardest one that I think we've had in a while. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. It's passing, but it's, uh, I'll put it to you this way. Um... The matches that I enjoyed, I enjoyed the tag match, it was sloppy though. And I and at this point, like, they already had a really great match, so this is the one that needed to deliver again. And it just didn't for me. Like, it was it was not the same match it was on the pay-per-view. Crowd was great for it, don't get me wrong. And and the moment was great to see those guys win, but it just wasn't at the, at the same level. Um, I loved Chris Jericho and Cesaro. Danielson and uh, and Moxley was very good too, but Soraya really is, gets most of the points here. Uh, this is, this is, at this point, I'm kind of like, this is, I think, the shot in the arm the women's division needed, and I'm happy to see her there. I really am. I'm very happy for her. This is probably a long time coming. It's probably something she's wanted to do for a while, and if she's ready, let's fucking go. Yes. Um, this was going to be a three for me. I will give it four. Uh, awesome. gets a point. Yeah. Oh, there were, there were a lot of great matches on this show. The promo game was surprisingly relaxed today. Yeah, MJF was there, but it was just... He was having a, a promo battle with Wheeler Yuta. So, like, this wasn't your your top tier. I, I would have rather just had him come out and cut a promo. Mm. Like, that's where I'm at. I, I think for me, especially because, I mean, it's one thing if they, they're, you know, they're spatting or whatever, but it's not going to a match. I like, guess... Unless we're building to something, we don't need, again, we don't need all of this extra stuff. Um, for me, I think that the matches were all very good. I think it sets up right now. We've got AEW moving in an interesting direction. The 
These guys still seem to be suspended, so Serrano's here. Let's let's go with this women's division. Mm-hmm. We've got so much talent here. Karashida is just moved to America to be wrestling on YouTube. She's one of the best biggest stars in the world. And, and you know, a, a, an amazing wrestler in Japan. Let's let's go. You know, she'd be a great opponent for Soraya. Yeah, and, and I, again, there are so many dream matches that come with this acquisition for Tony Khan that I this this really opens the door for some great great stuff in the room. And I hope it does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so why don't you tell us the people who have sucked oh, to no, the no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay. Are you ready for Friday? Are you ready for the live and tech the person show? WFP, myself, DK, yourself, live, in person, in 3D, uh, color TV. Do we, do we know what we're talking about? Or we just we're, talk- we're talking about our five favorite, uh, uh, Black Keys, Black Keys songs, and then we are going to drink, and we'll talk about my, my journey here. Uh, we will just leave it open, man. Why, we don't, we'll be ready, alright? We just, you know, we're going to riff. We're going to riff. Oh, boy. I don't know if we've got two hours of riffing on you, we'll find out. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Um, alright. Now do you want to tell the people about the social media? Yes, uh, so, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at WN Wallop. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's WN Wallop. On Facebook, it's Wednesday Night Wallop. You can listen to us on Spotify, Deezer, Amazon Music, uh, amongst other things. Also, we are now sponsored by... What is it? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. God, RJ's going to kill me. We're, we're going we're gonna to add this in. RJ, cut this part out. Yes. Thank you for sponsorship ad. Yeah, yeah. We're sponsored by... We're going to, we're going to uh, record a, an ad tonight. And replace this with that ad, otherwise this is going to be very awkward for everybody. Right, right. Uh, if you want to find me on uh, Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Kyle, tell them where they can find you. Uh, at Originary KJ, this is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. Thank you so much to everybody who has listened all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you and you. In person. <laughs> Good night. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.